Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of reason has returned with another crazy topic. It's May 6, 2014, and a lot has gone on in recent weeks, a couple of weeks since we've been on the air. I uh, want to send a shout out really quickly to Margot Hudson. She's on the side of the road right now. Car broke down. So she may not make it in today. It's going to be tough. But we have a full crew in the building today. You know, I like to build panels to discuss difficult topics. But as is commonplace, I also like to do community empowerment. Now, in the community empowerment, we have books. We have all kinds of things. And I will be getting to that. But before I do, I've got an issue that I need to to deal with, okay? I have a nephew, he's 18 years old. He's in Arizona and he's run into some trouble. And uh, I got his mom on the line. I mean, he's the son of my brother. I got his mom on the line and it seems like he's being railroaded by a corrupt system. Now we talked about white privilege yesterday on uh, the Zo What Morning Show, which is every Mondays on tradiov.com, and uh, that's 11 a.m. To, to 1 p.m. And we talked about how there's like this stereotype threat that surrounds black men. Like, uh, you know, white people or white parents have never had to teach their children how to deal with police. You understand? Like, that's a, that's a black right of a black male rite of passage. You feel me? Like, hey, hey, hey. When they pull you over, you have to turn into Neo of the Matrix. You must move really slow and put your hands on the steering wheel, right? You know, that's, that's, that's a, a black male rite of passage. So my nephew, who was a promising football player, hurt his shoulder. Uh, you know, he's had some difficult you know, some difficult times. And uh, he was in the backseat of a car, got pulled over, and then got charged with a felony drug possession charge. But the drugs wasn't on him. It was in the person's car he was with. It was basically their stuff. He gets charged with felony drug possession. His mother knows the details. She's on the show right now. She's on the line right now. We're going to bring her in. Her name is Julie Williams. She's married to my brother. And I just had to get my nephew's uh, information and his story out there because we got to bring attention to this. This is a tough situation. Julie, you're on the line. Hey, how you doing? Hey, thank you for calling. Not a problem. Can you talk to me about what's happening with my nephew? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. So he, he got pulled over on a traffic stop and... Uh, they found drugs in the car, uh, scales in the glove box of the car, mm. um, baggy residues in the front seats on the floors of the front seats of the cars, and he's a rear seat passenger. Hmm. Uh, the driver had a suspended license. The passenger has two aliases names and a suspended license. And they were cited and released, and everything that was in the car was charged to my son. Wow. Including, 
including a felony drug paraphernalia charge for a lighter that was in the front console. Mm, mm, mm. Is there a a link? Because I want people to be able to pull up a link so they can see my nephew, so they can understand what's happening. Because they're trying to, because you know what they do? They pile all these charges on you, and then they put you on the rapid fast track to getting, you know, these charges expedited so you can go to jail, so they can sentence you and do all of this, right, and convict you and all of this stuff. What, do you have a link that my fans can go to right now and see my nephew and read about his case? Uh, yeah, they can go to uh, com. This is in Yuma, Arizona? Yes. Mm. Um, and once he was in custody, I just want to say that they went in and charged him with uh, two armed robberies once he was already in custody. And I want to say that with the armed robberies, the suspects that they were looking for were described as two Hispanic males, one six foot and one five foot four with a mustache. They've arrested the gentleman who is six feet. Mm-hmm. My son is not Hispanic, and my son is also not five foot four. My son is five foot ten and black. Mm. The police detective in his police reports stated he identified my son by his nose. He got the nose of the criminal. Yes. So <laughs> they positively identified my son because his nose is similar to the suspects. But do you see what I mean by wow. The stereotyping, the profiling, the, you know, like we I've mentioned this before about President Obama. And I've said President Obama has to be the only black or the only president in history who has to deal with racial stereotypes. He he doesn't respond in the way like if somebody says something crazy about Bobby, Bobby going to let you know right away (laughs) that that was crazy. But. President Obama is fighting this this thing of I don't want to be considered the the angry black male. So even the president is fighting the stereotypes that are laid on us. Imagine what's happening in the streets right off the top in school. If you stand up and say, I don't I don't agree with your teaching methodology. I don't like I don't I don't don't like the way you talk to me. Okay, he's defiant. He's aggressive. He's on his way to detention. Right. And then that is a record of history. That follows you, does it not? I mean, it's a tough, it's a tough way to go being an African American male, Bobby. Uh, sister, this is very troubling, and because I'm extended family, uh, I'm keenly interested in the outcome of this in any way that I can uh, support a, a fair and just uh, resolution. Zoe knows that I'm gonna do everything I can. Uh, what happened to the the uh, robbery charge? Uh, they have him on a five hundred thousand cash only bond. Are you? Oh Lord! Yeah, um, it's Arizona. Arizona. They don't want to. Hey, they want. They don't want to acknowledge MLK's birthday. They gonna. No, they they gonna try to take him now. <laughs> the thing with the armed robberies is they. They told us that they served a search warrant on his girlfriend's house, and that they. The prosecutor states to the judge that they found a hat the shoes, the shirt that Mr. Williams wore when he robbed the Circle K. But when it came time to serving the search warrant, the search warrant report, and I have it straight in front of me, the sentence states, 
I also searched the hanging clothes and items underneath along the west wall. I also searched the bedroom along the south wall. The bedroom included between the sheets several blankets and did not locate any items of evidence. So we and need to get Al last, Sharpton. No, and, no, no. <laughs> who no. we need to get? No, we need, we need to go, no, we need to go straight to the people. Today. I did not interview this. anyone and did not locate any items of evidence. Now, um, I, I, when did this happen? April 6th. Uh, he's, he's been incarcerated since April 6th? He's been incarcerated since April 6th, yes. What type of legal representation do you have at this time? Um, well, we, that, that's a whole other situation. We had to, to uh, get a private attorney. He requested when he first saw the judge on April 7th for an attorney. They did not turn in his request until April 14th. So the judge sat and held that request for a week mm. for the public defender's office. And by the 10th and 11th, he still did not have an attorney. So we ended up having to put uh, a lot of money out of pocket for a private attorney. For a private one. So, so Ju Julie, this is what I want you to do really quickly. One more again, because we got to move from this segment. But one more again, please give out the link to this story. Because I want people... I mean, hey. This needs to go national. This is a call to action right yeah, now. That's, yeah. that's why I'm doing it on the show. This is a call to action. You guys go get the link, which is, what is it? com. And they have the news article there. Mm -hmm. uh, if you look up, um, I think it's KYMA.com, they also have a link. You have to do a search for armed robbery suspects or my son's name, Toby Bolden Williams. Spell it. And the links will come up. Spell his name? Toby Bolden Williams. But you have to spell it now. Spell it for folk. T-O-B-Y-B-O-L-D-E-N-W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S. Got it. Got it. Please do a search. And, and, and really, maybe they just need to feel the pressure of some phone calls or some, some interest. Because just like with a kid in school, if they don't have a parent that shows up and shows interest and shows out if and shows out if yeah. I didn't have to show out on numerous occasions mm -hmm. right if they don't have somebody to show up show interest and show out they just go okay let's hustle them through the system we got another breadwinner because I told my son this too my youngest son he's 12 I said listen you're gonna make them money one way or the other as a dropout as a criminal they're going to catch you, put you in jail. They make bread off that. They're going to make money one way or another. So, listen, let's, 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 let's really put some pressure on these people, do the research, start making some phone calls, and, and let's see what happens, right? Julie, I appreciate you for calling in. And as always, please uh, 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 keep, me, keep me posted, okay? Okay. Tell my brother I love him, and, and I'll be talking to you guys later. All right, bye. All right, peace. So I'm glad we were able to cover that. I had to do that. That's some family business that needed to be taken care of. Uh, like I said, my, my young nephew, uh, he rolls with my son. You know, he was football. My son's basketball. So, you know, they were both pro they're both promising athletes. And, you know, when I heard about this, man, I was I was broken up because I was like, damn, you know, we got to be able to do something to where, you know, this profiling and all of this other stuff that happens to us is just black men. It's black living in America is like living in Beirut for black men, I think. Go ahead. Couple questions. Did he have a white girlfriend? Who? My nephew? Yeah. I don't know. 
I don't know. It's got to be something behind this story for them to just run all over his rights and just, you know, based on the description your sister just uh, shared with us, somebody got it in for this kid, man. Yeah, it's a tough situation. So we, we're going to continue to deal with it. But let me do this really quickly and announce today's topic as well as introduce everybody in the panel. Now, you heard his voice. You, you know who he is. He's wise. He's ornery. <laughs> <laughs> He's intelligent. Wisdom-packed aggression. Don't be laughing. It might not be you. <laughs> Bobby Glanton Smith in the building. Welcome to the Voice of Reason, brother. All of the above. <laughs> <laughs> Word up. He's in the building right now. I appreciate you coming in and, and sharing your insight on this topic because it's going to be crazy. We've got the young gun of female wisdom. Yes, female wiles. Mm. She's in the building right now. Been a, been a couple of weeks since we've seen her. Glad to see her again. She's looking very delightful. Easy on the eyes. Very easy on the eyes. <laughs> Whitney Tabor <laughs> in the good? building. What up, everybody? Glad to have you back, hon. I'm glad to be here. And one of the legends of the Zoe What show, right? Always a great guest, always insightful, always knowledgeable. Some women love her, some women don't, because she's a man's advocate. That's why I brought her on this show, particularly because of her background. And it's important with regards to today's topic. DT, Linda Gross has Woo-hoo. returned to the voice of reason. Let's rock this. <laughs> so are you guys ready for today's topic? It's a very interesting topic, you know, especially in light of uh, the Clippers and, you know, <laughs> you know, Donald Sterling. Oh, yeah. People are tweeting right now about my nephew. So that's cool. I appreciate that. Um, today's topic, the gold diggers insurance policy. How to date a millionaire. 101. That's today's topic. Now, when I start hitting you with these questions, it's really going to get crazy. It's going to get bananas. But before I do that, we still have our community empowerment segment. And as is commonplace, I like to promote my brother's works. This is Bobby Glanton's work, Real Men Don't Play, a collection of interviews of highly respected men whose accomplishments can be traced to their unwillingness to compromise their values, principles, commitment to family, and to themselves. Bobby Glanton Smith. Bobby, what's the website? www.realmendontplay.com. And I'd like to thank our uh, co-host today for recycling dollars with me. Whitney has bought a book from me today, and so has yeah. uh, Linda Gross. You know, and Bobby, I really appreciate that Bobby, support. Bobby, you're definitely a closer now. Cause <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never seen somebody just tell somebody what they're going to do. Hey, go in your purse, get your money out, <laughs> and take this book with you now. Uh, okay, Daddy. <laughs> I, it, was, it was pretty cold. I loved the way he did it. I said, I got to steal it. Uh, Again, please continue to support my work. Go to my website right now. It's IamZoeWilliams.com. IamZoeWilliams.com. Please purchase a copy of my book, The Rebirth of Seeds. I would appreciate it greatly if you continue to support me. It's of the utmost importance. And DT's book. 
this is interesting. And I think a lot of men have difficulty with and around this subject. So you should go out. It's a Kindle edition, too. They can buy it from Kindle Now, maybe? Kindle Now, yes. Oh, great. It's the called, paperback coming soon. It's called Mastering Women, The Definitive Guide to Understanding and Being Effective with Women. Mm. Donald Sterling needed this book. <laughs> <laughs> he came out later and said, shit, I, I should have just paid her off. He said that. Maybe this book could have guided him to that understanding before he lost the entire team. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, he had another alternative, although hers is a superior position. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm curious as to what you've put together. He could have followed the OJ playbook. It's cheaper to kill her. Damn, Bobby! Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying. God. That's OJ's route. Wow. Not mine. Now. Let's no, it's it. too late, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> this whole Glad thing. I bought the book. Glad I bought the book. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, it done went bad. <laughs> it's cheaper to kill her. What? <laughs> I thought it was cheaper to kill her. Wow. But, uh... So, uh, again, please support the books that I've just outlined. Woo. Also, go get blackmastery.com very important that we continue to support that movement uh neurolinguistic program that uh within 20 minutes a day can rewrite uh you know some of the faulty thought processes that we as a culture particularly african americans suffer from it's called black mastery it's narrated by yanla van zant uh man if you don't know about neurolinguistic programming nlp you know, you, you know all behavior is changed at a subconscious level and not at the conscious level. So if I can say something to you subconsciously, and this is what happened to us all the time when we watch television, the subconscious suggestions that are presented to us makes us go out and buy shit we know we can't afford or we need. Right? We don't need it. So when you use neuro-linguistic programming in a positive way, you can reprogram some of the limiting beliefs that, you know, you live with and that you've constructed your life around. Uh, Black Mastery at BlackMastery.com is the only NLP program that I've seen that is uh, designed to deal with some of the limiting uh, weaknesses of the African-American community. This is why I think it's such a revolutionary tool. Typically, when, when, when the community, when our community gets in trouble, we go to religion. We go to Jesus. We go to Muhammad. Uh, we, we, we go uh, Joseph Smith. Uh, <laughs> we go to uh, the Jehovah Witnesses. We go into some temple somewhere. And this is the first tool that I've ever seen put together that is specifically designed for our issues. And I'm talking about the psychological issues that are pervasive in our community. Blackmastery.com. Very important that you support that. Now, you know, I got, we got a whole bunch of stuff. Ramo Marked. Got to support Ramomart as well. Uh, the Egyptian clothing line, um, uh, that's Ramomart, R-A-M-O-M-A-R-T.com, hiploose.com. These guys, you know, we're, we're putting together a, a high-end fashion line for the Zoe What Show and Zoe Williams, and it's called the Line of Succession. You got to go to hiploose.com if you want a tailor-made, high-end, fashion, classy get-down. Those are the guys to deal with, you know. Now, for those that didn't see it, just imagine Zoe looking like 
Reverend Deke O'Malley. There you go. Man, he was sharper than a mother-in-law's tongue about three weeks ago. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Bobby. Uh, so, yes, uh, it's very, you know, I, I see this as tithing. Buying into black business, black people buying into black businesses should be the new tithing. It's easy to tithe for Jesus and, and Muhammad. Uh, Muslims call it zakat. You know, it's easy to give, you know, give, you know, to a temple. But the new temple in America, in corporate America, in capitalist America, is the corporation. I, I look at it, in addition to what you just said, as a paradigm shift, a very important one, because we're creatures of habit. We've you know, been in the habit for the last, I don't know how many years since integration kicked in, of moving away from supporting ourselves. Mm. And um, as I was told by the great Jim Brown, we have a tendency to buy what we want and beg for what we need. Ooh. And as a result, we always turn into the Donald Sterlings of the world to support our own uh, sustenance. And it's important, as Zoe just said, to identify people who are taking care of business because we're going to spend the money anyway. So wow. the significance of spending amongst people who richly deserve that money and will in turn be able to employ some of our kids, it's, it's a very powerful thing that happens in this society that we live in when you learn how to you know, put that money in, in a circle. So that's what has to happen. Listen, we're going to take a quick break. And when I come back, questions, phone lines, the gold diggers insurance policy. How to Date a Millionaire 101. Should Stiviano, V. Stiviano, should she go to jail for recording, right, and then putting it out? Should she go to jail for that? That man said some racist shit. We all knew he was racist. Didn't nobody, nobody in L.A. did not know Donald Sterling wasn't racist. We all knew. He was a slumlord, basically. You can't live in his buildings if you're black or Mexican. We all knew that, Right. That's why most people don't like the Clippers here. Let's just be honest. You know, you got a lot of bandwagoners here, too, you know. But the reality is, your owner is Massa. We know all the owners are Massa, but he is out front with his Massadom, right? <laughs> right? We all know that here in L.A. But she recorded him and then put it out. Is that why he said I should have just paid her? Is your side chick really a coochie extortionist. Mm. When we come back, the voice of reason will be back. <laughs>
How to Date a Millionaire. Nobody wants to be labeled a gold digger, but who among us doesn't want to dabble in the finer things? Here's how to date a member of the eligible elite. You will need classy looking attire, good grooming habits, posh hangouts, conversation skills, confidence, grace, and impeccable manners. Optional, a dating service for finding rich singles. Step one, dress to attract the type of person you're aiming for, classy, sophisticated, and elegant. You don't need an entire wardrobe of expensive clothes, but a few designer duds won't hurt. Wear understated colors and natural fabrics like wool and silk. Wealthy people notice the details. Keep up your personal appearance by getting regular haircuts, manicures, and pedicures. Step two, spend time in posh places, hotel bars, art galleries, upscale health clubs, and anywhere else rich folks congregate. Or volunteer at a philanthropic organization where you'll be able to meet humanitarians with deep pockets. Step three, find a way to approach your millionaire and strike up an interesting conversation. Keep it upbeat and light, but don't dumb it down. Nearly 90% of high achieving men say they prefer a woman who is just as or more intelligent than they are. Don't bring up money. Millionaires can spot a gold digger a mile away and rich women can be especially self-conscious about their wealth. Step four, confidently and gracefully ask for a date. Suggest something simple like an afternoon lunch and have a favorite restaurant in mind. Knowing something about the menu will win you points. Step five, on the date, be friendly and down to earth, but practice good manners. Men should pull out a woman's chair and women should be courteous and gracious. Posture is also important, so sit up straight and maintain good eye contact. Step six, if you can't find a millionaire on your own, consider using a formal matchmaking service that caters to affluent clients. Reputable services will thoroughly screen their customers to verify their personal wealth and make sure they're a good match for you. Plus, women can often join these services for free. Step seven, landing a rich partner can certainly improve your quality of life, but money isn't everything. Make sure you like the person for the right reasons and find some common interests that will help the relationship to grow. Finding real love is the best way to make yourself feel like a million bucks. Did you know? Not all millionaires live in New York and LA. A study found that the US cities with the best ratio of rich single men to women include Anchorage, Alaska, Naples, Florida, and Sheboygan, Wisconsin. My friend was just in, she was just in uh, Wisconsin. Sheboygan. Welcome back to the Voice of Reason. Gold digging. Uh, hey, have you been a victim of predatory punani? Mm. Okay. <laughs> I'm just asking questions. The phone lines, 323-965-1600. Get to your phones. Let's let's talk about this. Let's really go into it. It was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar who suggested the person who, uh, uh, that the person who uh, recorded uh, Clippers owner uh, Donald Sterling, he was like, hey. She should, or they should go to jail. Yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar said that. I mean, is there some validity to that? And I, I, I tend to think that there is. My question is, do women who, you know, you saw the video about, you know, if you're pursuing a man of means, do women who are like that, gold diggers, however, whatever you want to you call them, prostitutes, whatever, do they have to gain leverage some kind of way? If they're not getting what they want out of that relationship, I think in, in, if a, if dude is broke, a lot of times you know the, you know the uh, the incentive or what they're trying to get is different. But when you're rich, when you're wealthy, how does a woman protect herself? What is her insurance policy? Is it doing a sex tape? 
is it, you know, what is it? I mean, she she knew he was a racist. She was a black. Uh, uh, she's black, right? Blexican. Blexican. <laughs> black and Mexican. Blexican. That's still black. Had a nose job for him. You know, cut off half her nose for the brother. You know, look at the high school picture. You see, she got a little muffin sitting, <laughs> right? And then cut all that down, right? For him, presumably. I don't know. But at the end of the day, should those women who pursue people like that have those kind of contingency plans? Bobby? You're asking the wrong person um, because we're on the other side of that. Uh, and a lot of times we don't even see it coming because of our ego. How come we don't see it coming? Ego and, and, and just the attraction to women in general. We want them to like us. We really do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times men don't want to admit it because we get together and bullshit each other. But if you're attracted to a woman, you really hope that whatever she's uttering to you uh, in and out of the bed is really where she's coming from. We want to believe that. So we become easy marks. This is your pussy forever. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> oh, my God. And especially on the other side of the corner, if you're struggling like most brothers are, chances are she's rolling with you she really does have some uh uh affection for you but mm. once you reach the other side man it's tough man it is tough because i see guys because especially if you outside of that loop mm-hmm. and you're looking in from the window and you say man why couldn't he see that it's like uh michael jordan couldn't find a date to his high school prom neither could dennis rodman Next wow. thing you know, they're the sexiest men in America. <laughs> what changed? You know? The wallet what got changed? heavier. Uh, <laughs> let's turn it over to the ladies, the women in the building right now, because you guys have a unique experience. I think women in that position do shore up the risk because there's a lot to lose. They don't want to go back, be kicked back down to zero. Mm. So they know the dirt. They know the office dirt or the shady transaction that he did or, you know, the racist remarks in this case. They've got dirt on him just in case. Mm. And what I heard, the reason why these tapes got out is because the wife of over 50 years Got they've been married that long? Yeah. Wife of Sterling. Mm-hmm. The, the, this is the girlfriend of wow. four years, but he's got a wife that he brings courtside and everything. Oh, and she goes to all the charity events and she manages some of the, the apartment buildings and so forth. <laughs> the wife, I guess, got wind that she got, you know, $1.8 million in, in, you know, kitten caboodle there. And yeah, she a little says, slap and tickle money. She says, my <laughs> husband is using my community property money for these gifts. Mm. And I want the gifts back or the money back. Wow. One of the two. First so off, legally, that you was can't, her, that you was can't her get leverage. the gifts back. Legally, right. There was another case that was very similar to this, and it went to court, and the judge pretty much said, it's a gift, too bad. <laughs> Go mm. cry. <laughs> so, wow. But that's, that was uh, V. Stiviano's get-even trip. Mm. Well, yeah. Like, well, what's what's the? Did she really? Is it is it known? Did she release the video? Not yet. It's uh, not the been wife confirmed. or the girlfriend. Uh, the wife the, did. The, no, the girlfriend. The girlfriend. Mm. But it hadn't been confirmed that she released it, and she probably went through a third party to do that. To uh, cover her own ass. Yeah, she's been around the game for four years, and she knows you know the nuances yeah. at this point. And she didn't deliver the tape to TMB, TMZ herself. Huh. Right. So, but that still puts her in the realm of it because if they can trace it back 
to her, mm-hmm. she does have the, the prospect of facing a felony charge because in the state of California, you have to have the consent of somebody to release to record. information. Like yeah. That. yeah. Wow. Well, she yeah, claims, I mean, this is all alleged, but she, Viviano claims, uh, Stiviano rather, claims that Donald Trump, I mean, Donald Sterling, excuse me. Same thing. <laughs> same thing. <laughs> same thing. Wanted these recordings to be done because apparently he's had this conversation about race so many times that he wanted her to once and for all get what his position was. But that sounds dumb. No, I think he... I mean, I don't The version of that I heard was that he was having some memory issues and they had had a a broad range of discussions. Remind me why I hate niggas. No, I don't think that's what he was looking for. What's my position on this? What's he my was sharing a lot that? of pertinent information with her. Right. And he said, Go ahead and record start it. recording my conversations because I'm coming in and out of it, you know, so I want, you know, this, this information why, recorded. What? Is this why, like, people who have means, millionaires, billionaires, people like that are very, very skeptical and have small circles and very cynical when it comes to relationships, you mm-hmm. know, because you never really know who you can trust. She must have had a breakthrough at some point for him to feel comfortable enough to know oh, yeah. that she was recording conversations. And then when you start buying people stuff, especially substantial gifts like apartment complexes. I mean, they and say she got $5 cars. million dollars in, and you said they were together for four years. So $5 yeah. million dollars within that time? Is a at lot some of point, money. you know, it became uh, a close relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm sure at the beginning she was one of many pieces, and she made a breakthrough, and a significant one right. for him to feel comfortable enough to say the things that we heard. I mean, I wouldn't tell anybody that kind of information. Not, not like that. How does yeah. how does a, a woman who is a gold digger get herself to the point? Right, like a bad gold. I mean, we've seen some beautiful gold diggers, right? Mm-hmm. How how does a woman like like take what's the girl who died from the drugs that married the old man the white woman? Oh, oh Smith Anna Nicole Anna yeah. Nicole yeah. Anna Nicole for a white woman was bad as shit when she wasn't fat. That's just I'm just telling you the truth. That was a pretty woman. But here's what she did. But, she wait, showed wait, up wait. the right night. Let, let me set it up. How how does a woman like that get herself to the point where she goes, this old rankled you know, spotted up, wheelchair-laden dick. I'm I'm about to get up on it. I'm about to ride. How do you kiss that? How do you get intimate with it? There's just levels of survival, it appears, that they're willing to go to. Talk to us about that, ladies. I don't know. That, that to me, is disgusting. <laughs> I'm not doing it. You I don't care how her. broke. There's shelters. Like, I don't care. I feel like, I guess, maybe they're at that point in their life where they don't have anything. I kind of look at it. Like, people who, who are homeless or whatever, you know what I mean? I kind of look at them like, what happened for you to be like, I quit. I'm done. Yeah. So I feel like gold diggers are kind of that. Like, well, these dudes aren't doing nothing for me, so I guess maybe I'm just going to go hop on this. Corey talks about it a lot Ugh. when he talks about if you a bad chick, you should never be broke. <laughs> he says that. <laughs> he says but, that. But that's if you don't want to have yourself worth everything like that if i mean i i'm sure i might i feel like i'm doing all right i could get me a five million if i really tried but it's not something i really want to do i might get i might get hated on for saying this but i think pussy is overrated shit (laughs) (laughs) bobby's and it makes the world go around i mean pussy is great but if it's not attached to something more meaningful like like 
You're like, in the one percent, bro. I'm just saying. I mean, look <laughs> at look at it this way. Look at it this way. A lot of men are not thinking that deeply. I know, no, but <laughs> but look at it this way. I'm not I'm He's not alone 1%. in this thing. Look at it this Damn way. Damn near. No, Bobby, not at all. Shit. Look at it this way. Did who who saw the interview with her with Barbara Walters? With who? Stiviano. Yeah. I didn't see. I it. did. Nah. Girls dumb as a rock. Definitely. What that got she to do with it? Let me explain. Just dumb as a rock. She I mean, looks just. He's he's not a racist, but he needs to apologize. They told her to. He say needs that. to apologize for a video you leaked. I think I'm trying to connect the other dots. So, and I'm gonna say this too. There's going somewhere. The hoes traditionally, who is it? Japan, the geisha girl. Mm-hmm. Is that Japan or China? Japan. Japan. It's Japan. The geisha girl, the hoe. She's a hoe. She's a hoe. Yes, she is. But she has to be skilled in many different disciplines. She has to know business. She has to know poetry. She has to know philosophy. She has to know a bunch. She got to be intelligent. Then she's not a hoe. No, no. But that's the geisha girl's cultural role. They go to geisha school. They got to go to geisha no, school. Really, yeah. This she, is a real situation. A then, right? The, the madam this trains a, them. This is a real situation. She got to know things because her clientele is high-end, like the Donald Sterlings of the world, high-end businessmen. That's their clientele. The hoes American ballers is fucking with is... Is at the bottom of the evolutionary chain, it appears like. It's, oh, definitely. It's, definitely. it's like they got dinosaur brains with pussies the size of boulders, I guess. <laughs> you 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 kind of mixing apples with oranges. No, I'm saying that the, the women the we culture, do. The culture here is that different, all right? Uh, men in America, especially men that have power, to exercise that power... They want a woman that's not going to challenge them on any level, mm. any level. And they'll pay a premium for that, mm-hmm. an absolute. And that's why they end up, you get what you pay for, mm-hmm. all right? So they don't want somebody to talk to. They don't want somebody to share a vision with. Yeah. They want somebody to bang, submit to them, make them feel they all of that. And that's what they get out of that. So how many women out there are diet gold diggers who are playing that role, who haven't really bought into it, but who are waiting for their opportunity to seize a controlling moment. Like, ah. Oh, let me go back to Anna Nicole Smith. Mm-hmm. She was a stripper at a club. She just happened to have that night where the right guy came in the door, found her attractive, and she didn't have to do nothing but be personable. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he, he was, you know, he'd come out every now and then, and that was one of the nights he felt like, you know, seeing some women. And she was just in the right place at the right time and was willing to do what you wouldn't do. Nope. Because she knew when she met him, like, I might kill this guy tonight. You know? <laughs> but since he didn't die, yeah. and she she said the right things to him, that is, she they think, you know, she's at the house. Mm-hmm. Wow. And his family was like, they spent, what, 10, they still in court now. Because she got $500 million. That she never got dollars. to spend. Damn. When he died, she 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 inherited as his wife ah. a half a billion dollars. They still fighting over that. They still are half a billion. And they probably Who's done the burned up half of it in, in court. Uh, this is a call fight. to action. Who's the biggest gold digger in history? Somebody call us at three two three nine six five sixteen hundred. Was it Anna Nicole Smith? Was it Robin Givens? Uh, was it Ivana Trump? I mean. 
Let's go into it. Who's the biggest gold digger of all times? The the Muhammad Ali of pussy hawking. Who is it? Three two three nine six five sixteen. I'd go with the Givens Ensemble because she was trained. <laughs> ensemble. Oh, her, oh. her mother took Dave Winfield down through there. Really? Oh yeah. Give us that story, Bobby. Well, uh, her mother uh, in her heyday, you know, dated a lot of ball players. And she ended up uh, having a, an affair with Dave Winfield and, and almost ruined his reputation and his career because he was thought mm. to be an, a, an upstanding guy. And she spilt the beans on him, and it got really ugly. And she produced a daughter that she trained literally from birth. And if you look at what she had to go through, first she had to go through uh, Cus D'Amato and his people. Mm. All right, Then Cus died. Don King stepped in and basically surrounded Mike with his people. And they put up a wall. Mm -hmm. No, I take that back. Uh, Don King uh, hooked up with Robin Givens' mama and showed up at a, a Mike Tyson fight. Oh, and that no. was uh, Custer Motto's last words to, to Mike Tyson. Whatever you do, do stay not. away from Don King. Mm. Hmm. And, and and he was able to you know keep the strength till they brought Robin to the fight. And broke his ass Next right thing on you down. Know, <laughs> she's sitting at the fight. And Don King is on the Can we get a picture of, of Robin Givens up? Because Robin Givens back in the day was bad. Boomerang. She, she had him on Barbara Walters sitting there looking at the wall on Prozac while they talked about him like he had a tail. Wow. I have never seen a man get just decimated like that. I mean, she stood up there and just basically said he's a despicable human being. Uh, he's a piece of shit. And he was sitting there just looking at the wall. I said, my God, what happened to this man? Mm -hmm. The deconstruction of Mike Tyson. Do you think all millionaires and billionaires, right, just men of means, wealthy men, to protect themselves from these types of women, is there like a, a non-disclosure agreement or some type of contract? Bobby Bonds should... had one. Don't, oh, yeah. I mean, Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds. Still cost him Yes, you, you... Become wow. a housekeeper or a driver or something for one of these wealthy people, and you sign a non-disclosure yeah, uh, contract. Yeah, you still get around. Them. Yeah, the studio, wow. the studio. If their big clients come into the studio, rappers, whatever, whatever, they have girls coming back. They all have to leave their cell phones at the front desk. One of our Twitter followers sign says, uh, wow. "Marilyn Monroe is the ultimate gold digger of all times." She, got she went. She went through presidential uh, dicks. <laughs> she ran through the Kennedys <laughs> and got tossed like a salad. Oh yep. God, Bobby's. But my 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 question again is, you if you if you if you have an idea of who the biggest uh, gold digger was, please tweet us, text mm. us, uh, do whatever you do. Call us, 323-965-1600. I think it's interesting. Uh, should this woman get off? Now, we do know. Oh, yeah. Oh, we'll take a break in a sec. We do know. No, we got a call or two. Uh, we do know that uh, some people feel like Sterling is still going to hold on to the team, number one. Number two, if he is forced to sell the team, it's still a win-win situation. He bought the Clippers for $20 million. He's going to sell for $750, $800 million. So uh, even when they get in trouble, it's a— He still's ahead. He still is way ahead. <laughs> so, I mean, do you think this woman should get into any trouble? Did she do us a service by revealing this stuff? I think she did. I think oh, I think she did that. I think she did more in that 15 minutes of tape than 
you know, the civil rights movement and, and mm. a lot of other things that, you know, that have come down, that have mm. gotten gotten us nowhere with regard mm. to race relations. So mm. um, I think it really cracked the door open on this is how these people really think. Mm. And it started a dialogue. Um, I don't think enough was done. Yes, we punished Sterling a little bit, but, you know, the where's the upside? You know, the where the African American community should have asked for more of an upside for them. Yes, we're supposed to punish Sterling for these uh, for these comments and the way he's thinking, but I don't think enough was done. Wow, wow, wow! It's far we, from over. We got a caller on the line right now. Caller, where are you calling Hello? from? Tell us what's going on. Give us your opinion here. Hello. Hey, hey, how are you? Oh, hey, hey, this is Andrea. I'm calling from St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as Donald Sterling, I think that's just, I think it's totally ridiculous, and I think it's stupid. Um, we all know the Stiviano chick was a gold digger. We all know that he's probably low-key racist, but, I mean, low-key? does a gold digger really care who they sleep with? <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. so I think we're giving this lady too much credit. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, I don't I don't I don't know. I people get upset because they she said that they he she looks at him as a father figure. We know that's a lie. Ew. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> He's not racist. We know that that's possibly a lie. I don't think she really cares. I think ultimately she wanted to get paid and she did. And I think that if he was smarter, he should have paid her off. Mm. Wow. <laughs> mm. He should have. And actually, I was just calling about the biggest gold digger. I'm kind of torn. I think that um Jackie Kennedy might be the old-time ghost. Jackie Kennedy, why? I say this because she knew that he had, like, incurable STDs. And that was part of, like, her infertility problem. So for her to put her body on the line like that repeatedly with a man that was nasty as JFK, Mm. you had to be looking at the long-term hustle of that. Wow. You know, she could have ended up You know what? I think I do agree with the caller because when when Kennedy died... She ran right into the arms Onassis, of Onassis, yes. which and he was Onassis one of the first billionaires. Like he, he was one of the richest guys on out. earth at the he, time. And she already had a lot of insecurity. They said this lady, she died from what, like lung cancer? She smoked like a few packs a day. She swam like hours a day. Mm. She was, because it's like you say with the, geish, the geishas, it's an art to it. Mm. She knows she yeah. had to be a certain weight, mm. a certain size. Mm. She played that part to a T, and when she got with the Onassis cat, he told her, he, he totally dogged her. He hated her, but she just had to get that money. She wow. thought, By that point, that's all she knew. She didn't know love. She didn't know true love. She knew about hustling. Damn. Well, I think I Onassis, like Kennedy, I think she was a big-time gold digger. She schooled us with that. It's not worth yeah. it. She, yeah. she cut her life short, but hey, if you're just talking about strictly making money, not even making money, just building a brand for yourself, I think Jackie Kennedy did it. Wow. And she, great she, finished, she finished the uh, the job. She killed Onassis. Wow. Great, she great call. Thanks so for calling in. She caused so much stress. She ended up killing him wow. without you know, guns or anything, right. but, you know, the emotional no stress. Y'all don't need no guns. <laughs> Listen. She was just that good. We're about to take a quick break. When we <laughs> come back, time. more callers, 323-965-1600. Right yeah, great. She yeah. was a great yeah. call. Who is the biggest gold digger of all time? Where does uh, Stiviano rank? Somebody call us. Hey, she, she, she's she, an amateur. She, yeah. hey, but she crippled a dynasty. It fell Get up out of here. 323-965-1600. We'll be back at 2.2. Call us and let us know what you think.
revolution is revolution. So what you're saying is that you're teaching the young children of today, young yes. women today, that if, if they you, suck, they get paid. No, no, no. Whatever you do, whatever so you do in life, like a, no, no, whatever you do in life, don't let it be for nothing. Right. Don't let it be for nothing. Whatever you do. Jay-Z, Jay they got his name Wait, on is that on the list? Yes, yeah. yes it is. <laughs> yeah, Jay, Jay was in my first book. Okay, yeah. all the niggas and outcasts. Don't know them. <laughs> I don't know them, never right. met them. Pete Rock. So let's get back never to... Never met Pete Rock. Let's get back to the role model. Right. <laughs> empowering black women. That you're empowering black women that if they suck a dick, get paid. So should they have a little no. meter no, 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 on the side no. that you put change in? Do you have a dick my meter? Thing is Some this. My thing is this. Stop my thing watch. is this. My thing is this. There's a lot of girls out here doing what I've done, and right. they're not getting anything out of it. Right. No lesson, no blessings, no nothing. Right. At the end of the day, I had to figure out, okay, bitch, this is what you did wrong. Right. This is how you make it right. Right. But at the same time, these niggas is in songs talking about you like a dog. Right. Flip the tables, make these niggas suffer, and keep it pushing with your make, money. So you're, so you're extorting. I'm extorting the fuck out. Starting dick. Exactly. That's why I didn't put mine in you. Uh-huh, thank Jenny you. Fox <laughs> on Radio, what's cracking? We're going to have a song and we coming back to uh, uh, uh. I had to play a classic <laughs> foxhole moment. I'm from the foxhole family. That was a classic moment. That's early foxhole Friday show with Jamie Foxx, Johnny Mac, Speedy, Claudia. I think Brandy was on that show, too. I mean, woo! Mm. That was a classic show. Corinne mm. Steffens. Mm. She did. She, what was the, the name of her uh, book? Was Video Vixen? Oh, the diary. Of, the diary yeah. of Video Vixen. Mm. And so she's dealing with all of these guys, you know, and uh, and she reveals all of these sexual liaisons. Now a lot of people have said maybe some of that stuff wasn't true. Some of that stuff was made up. But she didn't get sued. My point is, didn't. she didn't get That's sued. Crazy. Right. My point is. A lot of those guys' confidence in her had to be shaken when they find out they're in a book, a tell-all book about what's happening. Mm. You know, like, how do you protect yourself from that type of predator? Because she's she's an internationally known celebrity author now, mm -hmm. off the backs, sucking and fucking prominent men. How do you protect yourself from that kind of predatory person mm. don't fuck with gold diggers that's what it is <laughs> but like, isn't yeah. all women to some degree you gotta pay but, but i mean what uh, i'm not saying all women are gold diggers so let me let kay. me be clear that's not what i'm saying i'm saying but don't you have to pay at to some play. point yeah with all women that's Some what women, Corey recommends. If you're not, if you're, the woman you love that you marry, the woman you love and marry, right? Mm. You marry her, you still got to pay for that. But like, well, what are you paying for? Exactly. You're paying everything. I mean, it's just part of the game. 
That's, that sounds like something other than a marriage. Yeah, right. I don't know. Arrangement. If you, well, well, what is it? Didn't it, Veronica say 75% once? of all marriages break up because of what? Money. Hmm. Aren't you paying to play? Now, we could play within a social parameter, some game rules, right? And just play the role. Mm-hmm. And we fake like we happy, which most people do. Hmm. But they're really dating resources. They're really marrying resources. Well, How can we say she's a gold digger when everybody is at least a, a copper digger? Well, let me give you an example. Of, <laughs> so stupid. Of an ideal situation. Of, I got a couple of friends, uh, Shirley and Bernard Kinsey. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they met in college at Florida A&M University. <laughs> and because they were equally yoked, they became what I would consider the model of a marriage, all right? They were friends first, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and she knew what he was about, and he saw in her what he was looking for in a mate, and they've been married almost 50 years now, and supremely successful. They're still best friends. I think we have never really looked at what a marriage should be like. Mm -hmm. You know, it's always been... The cute girl, the handsome guy, and all that kind of shit. Right. And then it gets twisted into all I these other forms. I think because we live in a capitalist society, it's difficult. I mean, exceedingly difficult to have love in a relationship. I think it's all about self-interest, resources, what I can get from this person. Mm-hmm. And I believe if that's the case, whether you're a stripper or a dancer, or a lawyer. To some degree, you're a gold digger. That's what I believe. Well, Anybody then, challenge that, call me. 323-965-1600. Well, then what does that make the mark? A mark. Because yeah. any guy that is foolish enough to think he can meet a, a, a girl at a strip club <laughs> and, and envision her being anything but somebody he can have a thrill or two with, that kind of falls back on him. Yep. So how can a woman... And this is for the ladies on the panel. How can a woman who, 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 I mean, just like Stiviano, she has nothing, right? Uh, nobody can say uh, our girl Robin Givens was the Halle Berry of her time, right? She wasn't like this super duper actress. She was, okay, she was acting in some movies and doing all right, right? But <laughs> my question is, at some point, when do we say to each other, the pursuit of the resource is the problem in the relationship? How can a woman, and you two ladies here, please help me with this. How can a woman who maybe doesn't have as much as the guy she's dating, how can she bring value to that relationship outside of money and become indispensable to that man? What makes her indispensable to a man who has everything? I think V is a good listener. You know, listening to those 15 minutes of tape. Wait a minute. You know, he he could have paid a damn psych. No, I know. But he was calling well, he her out personally. Anyway. And she's like, honey, I can't change who I am. Don't you know I'm half black? And he was calling her out. And she kept going. You know, she didn't stand up for her uh, racial rights. She figured hmm, being a gold digger is more important than my, what my race is. She kept going. Mm-hmm. 
So I think in that situation and in m- many situations, you look at very pricey call girls, you know, the the Elliot Spitzes from New York and where they're having $5,000 a night call girls. Woo. You know, uh, the first mm. few times it, you might be going there for the bang. But after that, no, you need somebody on your arm. You need someone to take to the business meeting. Mm. You need someone that you can't talk to anybody. You can't talk to your wife. You can't talk to your mm. you certainly can't talk to your buddies in the locker room. You can't talk to your um, co-workers at work. So you need someone. It has to like come out some way. I've just and gotten so- a report. <laughs> I've just yeah. received a report on who the biggest gold digger of all times is. Bring it. Stedman Graham. Ha <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. I was like, when are we going to talk about the, the dude? The wow. The dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, can men yep. be Gold diggers? Can they even be bigger gold diggers than nah, women? No, not bigger, not bigger. Nah. Come on, Bobby, why do you disagree? Yeah, I think... Not bigger, because uh, Stepman, first of all, had a career. All right, He wasn't out of the garbage can. You know, he's, he's, he's an accomplished man. Nowhere near where he went after he got with... with, with, with uh, uh, Oprah. Oprah. But he was light-skinned, you know, a good-looking guy. Tall. Yeah. Had some hair. Yeah. So he was going to catch, you know, something. Can, but, no way. No what way. can a woman no bring to a man who has everything financially? That's a great point because at the end of the day, everybody... <laughs> Rich or poor wants the same thing. That's to be loved and cared yeah, that's for. It, right? To be time. happy. It's time, time, Compan- time, time. That's companionship, the only thing. right? Yeah. Somebody who's an not- intimate, a deep, meaningful, intimate connection, right? Time. And and the people who get there sometimes are not the person that you should be with, but they have connected with you on that on that in that space. It's, right. And it's hard to really just track that. But you know, sometimes you'll see people and you're like, damn, what are they doing together? But yeah. somebody has touched something outside of the physical. Right. Okay. And they connect to that point where it's an it's an addictive kind of thing. And, and you can't find it anywhere else. And that's why you see these odd couples sometimes, you mm-hmm. know. Mm, 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 mm. Well Tough. My my thing is, have you ever dated somebody because they had bread? No. Tell the truth. I'm telling the truth. Mm. But if you want to date me and you have bread, tell <laughs> me. That's what I'm saying. Lyometer no, going on. Like, hey, no, 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 no. Her body language is giving her away. She wants to be able to do that, but just the I way can. she's sitting there, you know, you know, most people are going to see through it, you yeah, know, really quickly. You know, she's going to cringe. No, I've had, I've had, you know? being in L.A., I've had a few, you know, very high up, yeah, yeah. I want to take you out. And I was so uncomfortable it showed. I was like, yeah. I can't even go on a date with you, yeah. guy. I, sorry, I don't even know what. Yeah, she stuck I'm with real... that. You know, if your shoes is too tight and you can't pull on the lace, Stop. you ain't got to tell nobody. It's going to show on your face. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's all over my face. You busted. <laughs> DT? Yeah, it's a good thing you got talent. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that part of the courting? He takes you to dinner, nice restaurant, you know, picks you up. Nice car. He's been to, you know, he's educated at a nice university. He's a, an executive. Does that make him all the more attractive? What he has? Of course. Yes, because to, We're a, all to a woman, to a woman, all that is just multiple mm-hmm. forms of confidence. He's just a and we have to have a guy with confidence. It's, it's very sexy and alluring. Yeah. 
Well, he can be a confident. Like I think that's a lot of no, but that's why the woman fucks the side dude and all that. What DT just said. That's why the side dude gets the coochie. (laughs) He may not have any of the things the the primary dude has, but he may have the swagger of King Kong ball (laughs) and just come in there on, uh, we fucking on the master bed today. I know that nigga at work. Mm -hmm. And she's like, yes, we are. Come in, woman. (laughs) Right. So you can have all this money and lack all this confidence at the same time. You can have all the accoutrements of, Mm. you know, being wealthy, but still be veritably empty on the inside when it comes to self-confidence, self-worth, and self-esteem. That's why a lot of people amass all of these things around them mm. as a mask to hide what is lacking on the inside. Mm, that's in true. Mind. Great point. Great, great point. So, so yeah. uh, what provoked you other than the Sterling uh, incident to venture into this particular lane today the reason why i did that is because i i have to do these kind of shows that challenge what i consider to be like norms the social norms this is like a social experiment and i want to ask questions uh to people to say hey have you thought outside of that shit have you maybe considered that the way you're thinking is the reason why you're having issues in your relationships and if you've never challenged those thoughts you don't know how to uncreate this monstrous creation that you're living in, and that is your own thought process. So when I see Donald Sterling, I don't really care about him personally. Like, I, I, you know, he's just he was the Clipper owner, you know. But when I see this happening and then we turn a blind eye to the other side of the coin, mm-hmm. like, you can't say you're this guy's confidant. You can't say you're this guy's you know, friend and somebody that's backing him and supporting him and then out him. What did you out him for? And why did he later come back out and say, I should have paid her? I think the other shoe is going to drop on the extortion side of things. That's why I played the Foxhole thing when uh, Fox said that Corinne was a dick extortionist. Mm. Because at some point, you not fucking an 80 plus year old man because he's sexy and he's virile and he's confident. Nope. I just love the freckles on your confident dick. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's happening. I, I, I just don't think that's going down. Yeah. I, I like to pose to the ladies, and just from a statistical standpoint, <laughs> what percentage of women who are considered quote-unquote gold diggers had a positive male father or father figure in their lives, percentage-wise? What would you say? I would say it'd be very low. Super very low. low. Like, nah. <laughs> Don't think they know anything but that. Mm. Maybe that's what they're after. That Maybe that's why she's fucking the grandpa, because she didn't have hers around. I don't know. Mm. I don't get it. <laughs> I really don't get it. Wow. So, really disgusting. Because some of this conversation to me is generational, and mm-hmm. as time has passed, you will see more of the Stedmans because women have moved yeah. up e- economically. Mm-hmm. But uh, from my generation, women... Uh, that would be perceived as gold diggers. That was deep. They Bobby. weren't even gold digging. They were. They were. They was in a situation where they didn't work, couldn't work. Uh, it wasn't they, like that. Right. They, they, that those they were weren't the social game rules. Right. I'm yeah. a homemaker. Right. Exactly. That's. Exactly. I'm looking for a man to make me an honest woman as a homemaker. Right. So that's that. You hit on something. At the end of the day, 
when the numbers start to change and the gold diggers and the gender changes mm. in the gold digger numbers, mm -hmm. where the men gold diggers outnumber the female gold diggers, now we're now we're cooking with grease. Mm -hmm. Because I always say to women, stop with the provider talk. I'm looking for a provider. First off, this ain't the 60s. <laughs> okay? This is, this, we're in the 21st century now. Yeah. You guys are better educated. And you guys are making more money. And you guys are raising up to a point where, just like in that movie Boomerang, with Robin Givens. Hey, thanks for the dick, Eddie. Right. Here's right. a couple hundred dollars for your, for your troubles. And right. He, like, <laughs> he felt like a little bitch in there holding himself. Right. Then we found out later why he was holding himself. But at the end of the day, right, you guys are changing. Mm. And so if you're changing, I mean, socially, culturally, if we're changing, if the woman is changing her status, as far as finances, you got to now start to pick something different for why you interface with a man in the first place. It can't be provision anymore. Provision may have to change. Yeah. It may have to change from monetary provision to empathetic provision or intimacy provision mm -hmm. or it has to be something else. It has to be intellectual provision or some type of emotional provision or maybe even spiritual provision. But what women now, that's why I say the backlash of being in a capitalist society is, okay, now women are the number one, especially African-American women, number one gender that are enrolled and are graduating from college. Well, what the fuck is college for? It is to integrate into an economy. Mm. It's not about self-knowledge. It's about integrating into an economy. So pick your major so we can get you in that field of work. Now that you're in that field of work, you can provide for your damn self. Mm. And now, based on your concomitant education, not only can you provide for you, you can provide for a bunch of motherfuckers. Mm. Things done changed, mm -hmm. right? So now women have to start looking for provision from men in a different way. Because the day of a man going outside and breaking down your car engine and putting that motherfucker back together and making sure that it's running right is over. Yep. Men, men aren't even doing that kind of work anymore. They're not. Right. So we're in a different world now. Speak to man. it. I had a conversation the other day with two grown men. One is a... I don't know, manager of artists, talent, whatever, whatever. So we started talking, and me and my other girlfriend, we were sitting there, and we said, well, we want somebody who, if even if you can't fix the car, I want you to kind of go Get and lift your hood. Yeah. And he said, well, I make enough money so I can just pay somebody to do it. And I said, it ain't even about the money because I make enough money to pay to get it fixed. I just want you to be like, you know what? I'm a man, and I got this. Man, okay, she's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Next piece of pussy. Look, number forty-two. Go for it. Ding ding. And have that. Go ahead and have that. And that Pick it up. That's why he didn't have no. He didn't have no females or nothing. And he's still trying to come talk to me. And I'm like, well, you know, uh, but I'm not gonna respect you if you wow. are. You know I'm what I'm saying? You speak on it. I'm really not gonna it. respect you if you aren't that alpha male, that man. Like, wow. I, you're touch. a punk. I can afford to pay for it myself. <laughs> and I didn't have to fuck nobody or any of that. Pick so. It up. You feel me? Like, <laughs> like, so you can go ahead with your money and all that. I will just... Ooh, all, yeah. like, 
That's why I kind of look, me Buzz being a young person, I really Buzz look, kill. I look at it. I'm looking at y'all. How like many people think? I look how at them like bitches. How many Ooh. people think, call us right Sorry. now. Sorry. Three, two, three. Call it. Call us right now. Good stuff, uh, Whitney. Call, call us right now. How many people think that the male gold digger is on the rise? Three two three nine six five six. Federline, here we come. Federline, Kevin Federline. <laughs> Dang right, baby. Look, that's that's how they sealed the deal. Have a baby, he Kevin. Out he knocked her up so quick. How come wow. ain't nobody knocked <laughs> up Oprah? Sedman is not. Dude, he must be. Well, that's, they that's, must have some sort Sedman's of arrangement. <laughs> she probably has a. Do not uh, disturb. Oh, uh, electrical fence. Oprah's got all that. Who is it? Drake said something on, on a verse saying he would knock. He's like, as soon as I would give Oprah, I would knock her up. Okay. I, Young dude. I want to go back to that oh, point wait, you just made. I found I'm it. Like, I found it. Uh, what's Mariah Carey's husband's name? Nick Cannon. There you go. His career. Oh, no, no, Nick was, wait, no, we oh, can't do that no, to Nick. Nick, <laughs> Nick got bread. Nick was rolling. Nick had, yeah, Nick got bread. I don't know Nick, if he Nick had Cannon Mariah bread. Did he have Mariah bread? Well, they say no, Mariah's he, yeah. worth $500 million. No, I don't think he, he had, had that. He madness about him. But he definitely but, did. Because she yeah. has never, I ain't Nick never seen straight. that. Him trailing yeah, after her, I feel doing like no he, stupid shit. He brought something to he the He manned table. her a yeah. look. And he's small, like skinny tall. He was yeah. like, nah. Mm. Nah, nah, Nick. I mean, nah. Nick got like television deals, yeah. Nickelodeon, yeah. and MTV. Yeah. He and, brought something to the party. Nah, he brought something to but the party for sure. It's, it's, a, it's an intangible there, you know. Which makes sense. This is why people, uh, I think this, uh, this is an argument there for bringing something of equal worth to the table so you can take worrying if that person is there for what you have amassed in your personal journey uh, as opposed to being there for you. So uh, that makes a, it makes a valid argument of saying, well, if they have and I have, we're not worried about having, mm -hmm. right? Right? Does that make sense? Is that fair enough? So I, I want to hit back your comment with provisions because mm -hmm. you're you're putting it out there like you know providing for someone is a bad thing. I think no. I think that's an inherent quality that women have. All right, back in our mothers' grandmothers' days, it was more financial than it is today because, like you say, uh, women are working, they are going to school, so it's not all about the money. But there's 15 other ways a man can provide for a woman could be emotional, spiritual, physical, you know, like all these different ways. And I don't think that's a bad thing if she wants that because right. you're entering a union. I mean, the guy's got to bring something to the table. Now, DT, UCLA graduated. Yeah. DT, Linda Gross, author of the new book. Please go support her. Uh, and it's on Kindle right now. You can download it right now. Uh, this is a call to action. I'm telling people, go there right now in this moment. Download the book, Mastering Women, the definitive guide to understanding and being effective with women. I have to disagree. DT, I'm not saying <laughs> provision. I'm not saying provision in and of itself is bad or the desire for your partner to provide for you is bad. What I'm saying is when there is a single-minded approach, right, how much money do you make? What's your financial status? What's your situation? And they are not in a concomitant space as you are? Mm -hmm. That's an issue. That's a red flag. You, you don't have the same provisions I got, but you worried about mine? Why? Right? Yeah. Now, all the other stuff, right, to me, 
those are the real provisions, emotional provision. Imagine you going through something in your relationship that causes you to really struggle and suffer emotionally and your partner is despondent, dejected, and disconnected. That's, it's over. It, yeah, how to, how to, now, how do they edify and enrich your experience with them if they can't connect when you're in a dark space emotionally? It's over. Imagine if you can't connect with a person spiritually. They got everything else. Your car this note is, is paid for, insurance, everything is covered. There's all types of uh, cherry lemonade juices in the refrigerator. You got Pop-Tarts. Everything is good. Pop-Tarts. Cable is on. Okay. Lights is on. Vacations. But there's no spiritual connection. Then you're going to go till your four years hits, and then you're so going to... The, the, the sex it? is going to be like, like fucking a bag did. of crackers. She was good for four it ain't years. Gonna be good. Just, that was her limit. So, so I'm, I'm making a point here mm. about... The other currencies being more valuable, or let's put it in in, a, in an invaluable sense, they're invaluable in comparison to money. Yep. You know, I'm glad you took it there because uh, there are other currencies. I've seen situations where uh, women have literally walked into a room with a man that they were basically just showcasing. Mm -hmm. And... It was obviously everybody in the room. Uh, Women just showcase that, men, Bobby? That's, that's a toy. Okay. I didn't know that. Oh, my God. Talk man. about that, Bobby. Well, it happens a lot, man. You can, you can see it just visually when people walk into the room who's in, 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 in charge of the relationship hmm. and, and whether it's a respectful situation. All right? It's like when you see Stedman, and when that's rare with Oprah, it's almost like he's invisible. Hmm. It's like, okay, Stedman, now come up here and let everybody see how cute you are. All right, <laughs> now go back over in your place. That's, that's her candle. That's, that's the perception yeah. that they have created just because that's all you ever see. That's it's <laughs> Stedman in that role where he looks the part for the photo op, mm -hmm. and then you go on about your business. And then you see another brother, he walks into the room, and he looks like that cat that's like, okay, this is my woman. I'm self-assured, so you go ahead and do your little thing, uh, homegirl, but... You know when to call on me. Hey. And it ain't just for the for the for the pipe. It's for other things that you don't necessarily know what it is, mm -hmm. but he's there for that. And it's a thing that I see in, in relationships. Women, I think, whether they like to admit it or not, they want to know that her man will die for her and kill for her. Mm. That's a part of the contract. Mm hmm I think that's you know biological. Do that if I can. I think that's biological, though. Well, we don't move past that, though, because yeah. it's you know women are doing Pilates and you know they <laughs> they self-defense and all that. And I'm gonna tell you right tasers. now, I don't care how many classes you take. Nope. If a cat is a man, he will lay in the bushes and bush your head till the white meat show. If it come down to that physical thing, because that's just who we are in you know inherently. That's who we are. Mm -hmm. You can't you take that from us. We're done. We're done. Yeah. All right. Don't ever be trying more man than me. What yeah. <laughs> where, where has Bobby taken us? He gonna lay no. in the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna wait for you to walk by and bust your, your head, head to, to the, the white, white meat. meat. Show, man. <laughs> I mean, that's all we are, man. I mean, if we can't protect you. That's it. Then, then you, you, what we're, else we're is done. there? We're done. Wow. Yeah. Good stuff, that, ladies and gentlemen. We gotta take a quick break. When we come back, more questions. Phone lines are open. Three two three nine six five sixteen hundred. Holler at us. Let us know what you think. Gold digging. The insurance policy. Should women who are, 
I guess you, you want to call them professional gold diggers, should they go in with the contingency plan in mind? Probably. Wow. 323-965-1600. We'll be I mean, back in two going is revolution. This is Dr. Paul, author of Boomer Girls, A Boomer Woman's Guide to Men and Dating, also host of Ask Dr. Paul. And this is one of my favorite subjects. Let's get something crystal clear. You have no idea how often I have been in a club surrounded by women who want to talk to Dr. Paul about their relationships, every one of them saying, I would really like to meet a rich man. Hello, you and all of your sisters, millions of them. Well, there are not that many to go around. When you say how to date a wealthy man, you might want to ask yourself the reverse. Why would a wealthy man want to date you? 
Is it because of your looks? Maybe not. I'm sure that he can have women with any kind of look that he wants. That may be a part of it, but maybe there's something else in there. There's some magic that he has a, as a person that is going to make him respond. And I'll assure you of one thing. He knows gold diggers are a dime a dozen. And if you come off that way, you will never date a wealthy man. I've had so many wealthy men that I personally know and who I talk to that say, the hardest thing I have to do in my life is to meet someone who is not after me for my money. In fact, I know a man who is a CEO that drives an old beater Pontiac Bonneville and his huge home. He happens to have a new sports car, and I won't say which kind it is, white, beautiful. And he goes on a first date and a second date and a third date with his beat-up old car. When he finally figures out that this woman isn't necessarily after him for his money and doesn't really know him, and he takes off his Rolex and the rest of the accoutrements, then he goes and sees her in the car that he normally drives. That's how careful they are. So how to date a wealthy man? Be yourself and don't be a gold digger or you will never date a wealthy man. This is Dr. Paul. May your fantasies of today be your realities of tomorrow. Would you still love me if I was a gold herder? Remember that? If I was a gold herder. <laughs> he said something that was pretty interesting. Bobby disagrees. Bobby? Yeah. Uh, the top of the, the, um, the heap, uh, the top 10% of so-called gold diggers, they are so uh, astute at what they do, they don't studied that guy. If he's going by his real name, shit. They'll play right along with him, you know. We're going to ride in this little jalopy yeah, until like he... I'm just so comfortable and happy. I love you so much just as you are. Bullshit. If she's top of the heap, you, she's she going to penetrate the especially, veil. Especially in the age of the internet. Yeah. I'm going yeah. to find you, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find where you're hiding all the jewels. <laughs> I'm going to hang in there. <laughs> yeah. I recognize you. Yeah. I'm going to find if you that dude. Man. If all it takes is up to the third date, she can wait. That's not oh, that wow. long of a wait. <laughs> wow. I know this guy in San Diego, uh, um, he came into wealth late in life and... He ran into a, a lady that was on the circuit. He didn't know she was on the circuit. And she dated him for about four or five months. And she knew he was married. She knew his whole profile. Mm -hmm. And when he found out that he'd been a fool, he had lost half of his business Ooh. and his self-esteem. To See, her? The, the way yeah. you put that is Ooh. cold. When he found out that he had been a fool. <laughs> a fool? Mm -hmm. Wow, that's heavy. Yeah. Because a lot of them are just playing a role. And we talk about this a lot. I say men, uh, I tell women, you know, never, you know, just read a man based off of his behavior. I say we understand that as men very early on. The key to us manipulating you is through our behavior. Mm. We know that. Mm. We're not going to sit down and have a long, deep, philosophical, poetic uh, metaphorical conversation with you. You might love that shit. Talking in circles and talking <laughs> and talking and talking. No. I'm going to get her to do what I want via Is my behavior. Mm. Damn. Right? <laughs> so we're aware of that. 
We're clear on that. And women need to understand that, too. But I now know that women understand it as well. If they play the role as we play the role, it's a they take advantage of us with using our greatest strength, which is behavior. Mm. She did this for me. Mm. She got my back. Mm -hmm. She was there for me. Mm. Nigga, I learned that lesson in my last relationship. <laughs> I sure did. Just because they there, just because they got your back, yeah. just because they buying in, yeah. don't mean they done sold out. Mm. They going to hold on to that dream or whatever it is they fucking with you for. <laughs> <laughs> Holla at me on that one. 323-965-1600. Yeah, you was on, you was so, on to something. We were, you know, me and my friends were watching, yeah. you know, the playoffs are going on right now. Um, Paul George is the Pacers like. Superstar. He is their guy. He's on every commercial, Gatorade, whatever, whatever. He just knocked up a stripper in Miami. Mind you, he has a girlfriend, the Clippers, uh, what is it, Doc Doc Rivers' daughter? Really? Is I didn't his know girlfriend. That. Wow. Whatever. Cheats on wow. the girlfriend, sleeps with this stripper. Stri all of a sudden, you know, a couple weeks, months later, whatever, strippers posting pictures on the Instagram, I'm pregnant with Paul George's baby. Damn. I won the lottery. I won the lottery. <laughs> he offered the stripper a million dollars. I will give you a million dollars to abort this baby. Please get it wrong. Gone. Wrong. She said absolutely not. Baby worth way now more than a million dollars. Now she's fuck is you talking about? Now she's posting pictures. It's a girl and this oh, and the other. Like man. he's Damn. he's so done. Like mm. why? My question for the men, why would you guys even risk something like that? Uh, he's how, how old is he? He's 23. Shit, his dick get hard uh, at 2 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> 4 in the afternoon. Right. Shit. Well, it's I'm over. Just, well. But men are not just, listen, we have to stay away from that too because women have that what, belief what are you talking about? that men are somehow out of control at 23? when the dick get hard. At 23? At 23, let me it's see. Pitiful, let me go man. back to when it's, I was 20. I'm scared. I don't even want to look back. I, I, it's frightening. Yeah, <laughs> at 23, yeah. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I was fucking pine trees <laughs> at 23. <laughs> pine tree is fine. We're, yeah. we're pitiful at 23. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. She came up. She's not letting that go. She it's not a fair fight at 23, man. You ain't figured it out yet. In most instances, you got a rat, but, but, rat cat. Yeah. Okay, but most guys at 23 don't know what discretion means. Let alone yeah. spell it. Wow. I'm just saying Dude, this. He, didn't, he found out through Instagram. People were saying, pregnant. Can we, yeah. pose, wow. can we pose this question? I mean, we did a conspiracy show recently. Because hmm. when I saw the, the, the Barbara Walters interview, the girl just didn't strike me. Oh, she was dumb as rocks on that yeah, interview. I, she Holy didn't cow. strike me as one who is wise or intelligent or insightful. Why would he, look, so why let, would me pose, let, me, let me pose this question, it? though. Let me pose this. Could magic have been behind it as a means to get the Clippers? You know that something as incendiary as what he was saying, because we still don't understand the motive behind why she revealed the tape in the first place. Well, I think he's he's getting ready to replace her. You know, yeah. she done ran the cycle. Uh, <laughs> there's a there's a gold digger cycle, Bobby. Of course like it is. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you go back and look at all of the the, the side pieces he done had, they probably match her profile. Mm -hmm. You know, mm. cute and ditzy. All right, and people like that like toys, man. I mean, he, he's a guy that likes toys, and 
if she's as dumb as y'all say she is, I didn't see the interview, but she didn't strike me as being all that intelligent, just sitting there saying a few things I've heard her say. Uh, Sterling is that kind of all-consuming kind of guy. And a, a young lady like yourself, Whitney, he would detect that you, you know, you ain't going with the program. Nope. You know, just your body language would, would, would not appeal to him. He wants a woman that literally just submits to him. Hmm. Okay. Look at his wife. She's not the sharpest knife in the, in, the, in the drawer either. Okay. She used to probably look like something, something, but... Oh, that's uh, wrong. <laughs> no, I mean, what kind of woman could could say one day uh, he's all of that? He's vile, racist, everything. Then the next day say, oh, no, that's not my husband. He's not that kind of guy. She's, she's without any merit, without any soul. Yeah. Okay. That's his track record of dealing with ditzy rods. Wow. In my opinion. <clears throat> I want to know about the wife, too. What kind of wife would be married to the guy for 50 years and then shit. put up with some girlfriend of four years? Because she well, didn't put up with him for 50. Well, more than that, put up with his racism if she hadn't bought into she it. She's just as racist. Oh, she's as just as bad Thank as he you. Is. Thank you. We got to call her. Call her. Tell us where you call him from and your name. Uh, Brenda Zanuck. And I'm calling from Los Angeles. Hi, Brenda. Hi. Hi. Tell us what you think about this story. About them? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Oh, they're my best friends. I think they're amazing. Uh, oh, excuse Who's me. your best friends? Go go in, please. Was that Lee and Jared Brown? Who? Bella, Leah, and Jared Brown. Who are they? How does that relate to this story? Okay. Yeah. I guess I got the wrong number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Thanks, Brenda. Thanks, Brenda. Yeah. <laughs> Who was that? Oh. Damn, I wish that was the best friend. That could have been a, I a, was juicy. a, a bender. Yeah. I was hoping. <laughs> Wait a minute. I was hoping. I was hoping she was going to say uh, yeah. that was Sterling's sex partners yeah. or something. Wow. <laughs> I've been with him for six years. Yeah. Wow. And so, I only got two million. Mm. This is bullshit. Well, listen, the, the girl picked up five million dollars. I think she did. A, I think she did really that good. That we know for of. Right. Yeah. Well, I think she did good for herself. What What I also think, though, in terms of our relationships here in America, because we live the way we live, there's really no defense against it. And then if you put technology on top of it, it makes it awful hard to hide who you really are when you're interfacing with these type of people. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know their intention, you know, you don't know what kind of dossier they're building on you. Well, as I was saying earlier during one of the breaks, the money stays in the game. All right. Now, she's got five million and... I'm a firm believer that, you know, what goes around comes around, what you do comes back to you. Mm. Somebody's going to play her like a bass fiddle. Yes. In the very <laughs> near future. Her side dude is probably plotting right now how he can spend oh, that no five mil real quick. DT, you know what? I want to take my focus off of her because she's, I could care less about her. Yeah. I need the fo I think the focus, we have a fabulous opportunity in history here. The focus needs to go on Sterling. Yes, he got a slap on the wrist, and yes, the commissioner, he can only, he took the maximum punishment that he could give out. Mm -hmm. But you guys have clout. You guys could all sit on the bench collectively as an NBA and say, we're not playing until Donald uh -oh. Sterling 
puts up a $5 million endowment fee for education. $5 million? You know, per year, whatever, or, you know, however, whatever the number is. No, let her finish. Let her finish. I'm sorry. They can can bench it out for a little while. And, and, uh, you know, I mean, it's still an imbalanced situation to where something more, in my opinion, needs to get done. Forget wow. about her. She, you're taking your bo- your eye off the ball where it's not important. Put it on the important. What? He needs to set up a real estate fund for people to be able to buy real estate. Give them $250,000 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or set up a college fund where he's subsidizing you know, all or half of their college tuition. Wow. Something more needs to get done. Don't lose track of that. So do you think that the Clipper players... Uh, the coaching and all the black people in that organization missed a great opportunity. Yes. Ooh, ooh. <clears throat> yes. And I'm going to throw, you know, Johnson under that bus, too. Yes. Ooh, ooh. Well, yes. You know, um, to a certain point, uh, I just had to defer to what you had to say and, and, and commend you for at least looking at the, the, the ramifications of what just happened. Beyond that, uh, I want everybody to hear this today and going forward to understand people who started celebrating when the commission banned him for life do not understand the difference between a social matter Mm -hmm. and a legal matter. The man did not commit a crime and he's going to fight this in court. Matter of fact, I heard this morning that he's shopping for lawyers. Okay. He's going to own this And the type of lawyers he's buying. Oh, man, it's going to be 10 years before they sell this stuff. Oh, yeah. Lamborghini lawyer. (laughs) It's going to be crazy. And the only way around it is some innovative things like you're suggesting. Guess what? Even if they do, if they are successful and they force the sale of the team, guess where that money's going right back into his pocket? He wins. He he still wins, no matter what happens. They cannot win in court. like, don't take your eye off the ball. It's time to really just look at this realistically. They're not going to win in court because the, the number one piece of evidence is inadmissible in court. And those are the gifts? No. What is that? The tape. The, the tape. Oh, the tape. Cause, because of how it's it, recorded. Unless some, some way she has... So how do they prove that he is <laughs> what they say he is? They can't do it. Well, legally, if maybe she had him sign some document that yes, I want to be recorded. I don't. I don't think she did that, but yeah. that would be one way to do it. She just it. wanted fame. Yeah. That's it. Now, what's what's going to have to happen is uh, the players, because you mentioned Maddie Johnson, a couple of people have got to decide what's more important, and we're going to really see what 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 substance, if there's any left, in our folk, because right. the whole league would have to shut down. Yes, it would. And even, then, even if it's for 24 hours, no, it has to be. For it a has minute. to. It has to make a statement. No, they have to shut it down and go to Europe. Because, play. In, in my opinion, the difference between the haves and the have-nots is, is education and real estate. So that's how you're going to have him pay, or the league pay, or someone has to. Everybody was too even those scales. Everybody was too anxious to get back to the game, yeah. get back to the status oh, quo, yeah, you know, we're get in back the to normal. But right. you know what? They could bend the rules. They they could say we're we're uh, you know halting the championship. We're putting a freeze on it. You know, for you know, a very a week powerful or 10 moment days that was missed. Long. It was it was missed. Mm-hmm. It was a very powerful moment that was missed, and we mm-hmm. could have. We've could, we could have extrapolated a lot of stuff out of it. If the whole, during the NBA playoffs, where they make their most money, we just, everybody steps away from the game. Mm. Number one, condition number one, mm. expedite the sale of this team. Mm. 
right? Yeah. Condition number two, find a black owner. Well, I got that's, I got that's some racist of them on, in the other direction. No, so it I, isn't. I don't think you can. No, it isn't because that because it about ownership. Uh, let's let's yeah. go. No, let's go. Let's go this way. Twenty nine owners. They're let's, all let's, white. Let's go this way. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. Kerry uh, uh, Washington on stage talking about, oh, I'm glad you guys gave me this award and you gave me this because of the groundbreaking and trailblazing role I had as the white president's side bitch, <laughs> right? So there's there's like there's there's like a precedent of greatness around surrounding a role on TV, a fantasy role on TV. The real issue is there's not enough diversity in ownership in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So that should be on the table in terms of the dance. Let's not just the NBA, the MLB, NFL, the NFL. Right. Let, we can keep going. MSL. You know, yeah. we can keep going. So, hey, why is it that most of the owners are European, white, Jewish, whatever, and most of the players in mostly all of those leagues are African-American? Are you quietly saying we can only be on that end of the field as players and not as owners uh, that should have been brought to the table too i do not believe i sorry i do not believe in the quota system i do not believe you can force a black owner to to own this team no, so can. what what i would rather see it's it's an even playing field when it gets to that. It's going to be closed bids. If you personally don't have the money yourself, like Oprah, she said, I don't, I can't money. do it by myself. But she took in her friend David Geffen. Fine. That ain't gonna, so no, that's not if, necessary. If you, there, Oprah there, can't there do is, it? there is no. so much. No, Oprah can't do it by money. herself. No. Can you imagine that? I thought that? she had like two, three billion dollars. <laughs> that's all. So this, this, this transaction takes more money than that. That would right. wipe her out. We're talking about liquidity. Oh, right. so she okay. got like thirty-seven. Now, I know a gentleman who does have that. <laughs> I, I know three eight black billion men dollars in assets that can, that can write the okay. check. That's what I'm saying. So if okay. you personally you can't do it, pull together. There are no, lots of rich black you didn't hear me. people. I yeah. know three brothers right. that can do write it. the check. Okay. Now you just touched on something that we need to discuss at maybe another show. No, this is good. And that is what we did once. We might have to do again. Start our own league. Say, look. You can keep that contract. You can keep that money. That's what I'm saying. There's power there. Because remember, because Linda brings a great point. And and the point of, you know. It's a player's league. This is what's so interesting. Yeah, but it doesn't end there. You got TV rights and all that stuff, too. It doesn't end with with just the team. Linda, do you remember (laughs) when... uh, uh, Linda, listen. Linda, I was like, listen, listen honey, honey. I really listen, wanted to Linda, do that. I was right? sitting here like, gosh, do, do not you, have one Do you remember when Bill Cosby, who has the money, I've got the money, right? He has the money. Yeah. Tried to buy NBC. What happened? He had the bread by himself. What happened? And Are I you did, asking the question? He probably didn't buy it. It's obviously. not rhetorical. No, they he wouldn't sell it to him. It. Why wouldn't they sell it to him? Too much power. Okay, so I'm going to go back to Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones told me, he said, you hip-hop kids, y'all doing the right thing. You getting your money. Get your money. Give your friends jobs. Take care of your families. Get that bread. He said, but then you need to go out and see if your bread, your money, has any power. Mm. There's a difference between power and money. 
What you just talked about, Linda, was an opportunity to exercise power or at least gain some. That's what leverage does. It displaces power. We had an opportunity to do that. Right. And we we could have been at the negotiating table and everything could have been on the table. It's not over. I want anybody that hears what I'm about to say, because documentation beats conversation. Google the name Donald Watkins. Donald Watkins. That's the next evolution for us. Every time something like this happens, they turn the the spotlight on the wrong people. Mm -hmm. Oprah ain't got the money. Donald Watkins got the money. He made a legitimate offer several years ago for the Minnesota Twins. And what happened? They didn't sell the team to him. Huh. Why not? The same reason NBC didn't sell the (laughs) network to Bill Cosby. But here's what we got to do in terms of our sophistication and our evolution. Keep your network. I'm going to say this. Keep your network. Y'all might be mad. Keep your baseball team. Ah, God. Here we go. Here we go. Y'all might be mad at me. They need to see us play. They they pay to see us play. Y'all might be mad at me. Here we go. Black people are like homosexuals. Oh, here where are you go. going with that? <laughs> I don't know where this is going. Black people in America are like homosexuals trying to get into Christianity. At the end of the day, Christians don't want you in that shit. God wrote the book, said you niggas is an abomination. Go start your own religion. Ain't nobody going to argue that. What did I just say? Saying the same thing. Yeah. So I think black people we'll are take like homosexuals. and go home instead of the other way around. Yeah, but we won't do that. Nope. Hey, look. Don't a, ever we're say afraid never. to get killed. Don't ever say never. We're afraid to get killed. No. Are you afraid to get killed? I'm not. I'm saying we as a people. We did the show. Black Wall Street was real. That was the first time any city in America was ever bombed that's right any city in the world right was ever america said we got something we've been working on something right. let's bomb the affluent niggas <laughs> too affluent for our taste again we are in the moment with your own nba nfl imagine if we still owned the negro baseball league today we'd be in business and all of the players the great mr october reggie jackson and mm-hmm. and all of the great black African American, uh, uh, um, Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, Hank Aaron, oh, yeah. all of them were in the Negro League. Yeah, who would have owned the Negro League then? Well, that means somebody black would have owned it, right? Here's the thing about information Come and the now. age we're in. Mm-hmm. This is a very uh, important conversation that we're having. What men have done, men can do. Sometimes you got to look back in order to go forward. And so we're at that point now where you got a generation of young black folk who really aren't scared. They just don't know what to fight for. No, it's it's a lot of, it's some pussies out there. I ain't talking about them. I'm talking about them <laughs> cats. About they have proven that they are not afraid, but they don't know what to do with that lack of fear. And this might be one of those seminal moments where we connect those those errors, those dots. That's my hope anyway. But I, I just love the fact that DT said it was an opportunity missed. It's because not the world is not just us. The world is watching. It's not over. It's far from over. I bet you some people in China was like, them motherfuckers dropped the ball. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> they buy more merchandise that African-Americans made popular than anywhere in the world. That's where the real uh, revenue from the NBA comes from is global uh, revenue. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. And so that's why I say I have hope, man. We got we got an opportunity that's still available simply well, because. Well, do you have hope? There. Is there some type of gold digger repellent spray that we can <laughs> develop? Because it seems like we're just preying on each other now. Yes, it is, and it's just going. Yeah. It's a matter of going back to you know the why for living. Because if you figure out the why, you can deal with the how part of it. This goes back to like like I talked about this before. Like with my kid, you know, we've we've gone on so many recruiting missions. You know, colleges are after this guy, and and, I, and one of the recruiters told us, like, yeah, man, uh, the girls know the top recruits before they get here. Mm. Like the girls are reading the recruiting blogs. <laughs> right. Right. And they're aware, oh, this nigga's top 150. Mm. Yeah, he coming in. Oh, really? He chose here? Uh, and he says the girls typically are maybe two to three years older than the kids when they come in. So your kid comes in, he's 19. He ain't got a chance. He ain't got a chance against a 22-year-old yeah. that got a car yeah. and an apartment, and she's a junior. Right. And fine. And fine. <laughs> Damn. Right? And she gonna, she gonna do... Unless he has a daddy. Yeah. Yeah. To set so him said, straight. But son, they were saying, son. these girls will be like, take my car. You don't have to stay in your dorm. You and the first time he call you and say, Dad, look, he gonna Instagram you the picture of the car and <laughs> everything, and you on the first thing smoking. Yeah. Shut it down. <laughs> Shut, Shut it down. down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. But it's, it's part of the culture. Yeah. And I'm saying women don't have to do that nowadays because they are in a renaissance for themselves. Intellect and finance are at an all-time high for women. Mm-hmm. You know, sisters, for sure. So now the question becomes, you you now need to recontextualize what you consider to be valuable in a relationship with a man. And it can't start with money. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they agree with that or not. Look, <laughs> okay, so we, we established that the gold diggers are probably not the smartest creatures out there, right? I'm kind of like saying, well, I feel like they kind of are smart, in a way, because they're, so, they're so stupid, they don't, they can't go out and get a job or figure it out. So they're smart in this department, they're, they're using what they have they really to get are what smart in this they're, department. They're kind of, kind of winning. There's a reason why you oh. wouldn't trade places with them. See, because yeah. when the lights are off, and you got to look in that inner self, mm -hmm. that's an ugly place I, to uh, be. I'm not... And money can't fix that. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I know that's going to you know, sound kind of corny to a lot of people because they haven't been around people who have to live with themselves mm -hmm. and know that they had to spend an inordinate amount of time with somebody they can't stand. Mm. Wow. It's called having standards. Yeah. Whitney has standards. Yeah. You know, these women came from Listen nothing. They don't have anything. They have no one to answer to. <laughs> <laughs> a little spirit dick changed all of the standards. Oh, Whoa. Nope. Let me rewrite all that bullshit I used to believe in. <laughs> and usually he ain't got no bread. Look, usually he's... <laughs> oh, my God. But didn't Veronica, oh. say, Veronica said it once on the show. If he's dicking you down, it don't matter how much money or any of that. And I can agree. I don't think I'm most sorry. Women... <laughs> I agree. That there's been some bums. I'm like, here's my key. I'm uh... 28, 27. Here's my keys. Here's my... I'm going to go to work. Two, two jobs. <laughs> so I'm going to go to two jobs. You and stay make here, sure honey. The spirit dick stay in the hey, house. <laughs> if you want to clean up, I would love that. But if not, just make sure you're ready when I get home. You feel me? I, that's how 
we're doing it. Power. Hey. Uh, oh, that was excellent. That was excellent. Yeah. Listen, let's do this. Uh, Bobby, Yeah. where can they get your book? Where can they find you? How can they get all of this stuff? I, I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, real men don't play this version. Uh, you can get it directly from me until Barnes and Nobles does their thing, which they're in the process of reviewing. And so go to my uh, email address, which is Bobby at Real Men Don't Play, and I get it straight to you. I'm totally responsible for that till these other folks, you know, kick in on that. So you got boxes of books <coughs> at the crib. You know, you just run to the Temporary. to the post office. I'm going to eight cities in about another uh, month or so on a, on a tour. A little book tour. You damn yeah. right. Yes, sir. But they can get the uh, ebook at Amazon or iTunes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and if they want this one here, they can get it straight from me at Bobby, Bobby at RealMenDon'tPlay dot com. Now this Thursday mm-hmm. in this studio, six thirty p.m. Uh oh, we bringing the real deal, and it ain't Holyfield. It's Sam the face of boxing wow. Watson who is one of the men that inspired me to do the book Real Men Don't oh, mm-hmm. wow. he gonna be in studio in studio <laughs> Zoe gonna ride shotgun and we yeah. gonna break it down and demystify how brothers get down like that at the top of the game mm. him and Al Heyman have taken over boxing they have more than 30 world champions they got a fight this Saturday night at the Galen Center between a Haitian brother named Stiviana or whatever, and a brown. Stiviana? <laughs> I told you to get that name. She brother. might be a Haitian brother. Her brother. But, uh, <laughs> he's fighting against uh, uh, our fighter because I'm a part of the team Watson, uh, Chris Ariola. It's going to be a, uh, an exciting fight at the USC game. You nigga name it after a nipple? <laughs> no, he's bad boy. He's going to come look. Yeah, it's gonna Steve Ariola. That's tits up right there. So you, you can get, you can, you can yes. get out with me on Twitter. <laughs> At Glanton Smith and on Facebook, Bobby Glanton Smith. Man, that's who I am. That's what I'm about. Wow. Real men don't play. It's more than a mantra. It's a way of life. DT. Check out my book, Mastering Women, The Definitive Guide to Understanding and Being Effective with Women. You can Google um, Mastering Women, Linda, on Google or the Amazon site, and the book will come up. You can download that in 90 seconds. If you want to find me on Twitter, my handle is DT4M. That's the number four, DT4M. And the website for everything else is themensadvocate.com. Themensadvocate.com. You say most men lack confidence, right, when they're dealing with women or when they have issues with women. Right. How is it that – just give us an example of what's in the book – how can a man like find that space to re- like read maybe jumpstart his confidence and really reconnect with women in, in a positive way for himself? Well, my peers will tell you you build confidence by interacting with women. I say that fooey with that. Mm. You build confidence, a man, the way that, that it's in something inherent. So find something that you're good at. Mm-hmm. If it's playing basketball, if it's golf, if it's guitar, if it's like whatever it is, mm-hmm. find something that you're good at and be proficient at it and keep at it and keep practicing. And that power will automatically spill over into how you interact with women Mm. so there's lots of great tips in the book with how to build your confidence level has nothing to do with women got it it's got to come from within Mm. Mm. interesting good stuff dt mastering women author she doesn't play by dt (laughs) linda gross whitney what's up (laughs) 
I'm still single to Whitney paid for the spirit dick. <laughs> so I'm going to get two jobs <laughs> and keep this dick in the house. Now, stay here, don't you move. You ain't got to clean up I'm nothing. <laughs> dick going to stay in the house now. Spirit <laughs> dick. Lord, <laughs> Where can they find you, Whitney? Uh, what's up, guys? You can find me on Twitter, at Miss Tabor. Um, what's the Instagram? Same thing, at Miss Tabor. Facebook. You can All find them. her at work. Find me at work. I'm over at Record Plan Recording Studios. Don't tell people where they gonna come see you. Come see you me. Will. It's nothing. I got you. Oh, God. <laughs> Whitney is bugging. She on fire today. <laughs> She's interviewing. But uh, yeah, yeah. Hit me up Facebook. All are, are you dating Whitney? I'm not currently dating. No. Whitney is available. That's a scary thought, man. What the hell is going on? Hey, here, man, man, she's vanilla cream. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send a couple of these books to a few, few. Uh, hey, oh my god, dude, here you go. You need to <laughs> yeah, step up step your confidence, up. cause uh, Jesus. I'm not that scary, I don't think. But, oh, you far know. from it. I'm just wearing. What the hell is going on with this generation of young men, man? Do you find that yeah. men lack confidence when they yeah. approach you? Definitely. Mm. What do you think? I mean, give me some of your experience really quickly. Oh man. Be like, oh, hi. That's how. Yeah, that's like, why. Don't. They, Hello. No. <laughs> That's why we have to resort to the What's bad boys. My name is Bob. Because, <laughs> right, they, they, people don't even approach me. Just Bob. Bob. <laughs> you know, Bobby. Not Bobby. You know what is crazy? <laughs> Women. I went out for single to Mayo on Friday or That's last bald, night. Huh? Girls hit on me more than dudes. That's scary, man. It's L.A., man. I'm not into that. It ain't just L.A., though, man. It's not just L.A. So tell me, like, you really have a difficult time? I definitely have a difficult time. I I don't remember the last time I went on an actual What do you think the biggest problem is Mm. when you're interfacing with guys? Mm. I mean, are you open to them or are you standoffish? I'm open. Like, people, I think. Well, what do you pick up? What is the number one thing you pick up from them? They're scared. Fear. They're, They're scared. so scared. They are so scared. Do you think like, it's because you're pretty? or? I have no idea. Because I talk to everybody. Like, if anybody comes up to me, I'm like, hey, what's up? And they're just... I don't know. I have the gremlins, though. The gremlins are on your Gremlins is there, like, the hey, what's happening? Like, I swear, I'm like, do I have What's up with that yogurt box, huh? We know she's gonna, <laughs> we know she's gonna talk to us. The weirdos oh, come up boy. to me all the time, and I'm nice Damn, to them. Man, I'm nice just, to them, so they think crazy. that it's it means they, something. They think that it means something, and then I'm like. No, bro, I'm sorry. Wow. What's, what's up for later on, though? I'm like, huh? ooh, no, go. <laughs> what that mouth do? <laughs> what's that? <laughs> no, my friends. Oh, God. oh, man, let's move on, because this is, this is Look, depressing. Bobby, call one of your boys. Damn. I know you got some real men over there. What's oh, good? Wow. Yeah, I wonder yeah, if that's a yeah. citywide or a nationwide hey, kind of hey, episode. I got good well, news no. for you. I got, I got, I got news for you, because I got a... Uh, Cousin in in Nashville, he qualified. You know, he country, hey. country is he hot to it. Can he cook? Uh, he's he making his own money. He asked me about you. I told oh, him I said I'm gonna check on that man. I'm gonna hey, check Corey. on that. Hey, Corey, <laughs> I got news for you, brother. Get He's that, available. Get that, plane, get that plane ticket, man. Shit. Oh, this is great. This is yeah. great. Listen, you guys can um, again, go to. I am Zoe Williams. Please do that. Dot com. Yeah. Right. Purchase my book. I'm really pushing black mastery because I've never just come in contact with something that actually works like that. I mean, we can all pick up a book and read it. That's dope. I love that. But when you start reprogramming the mind on a subconscious level, I just think that's it's revolutionary. Healthy, man. It's, it is. It's, yeah. It, you know, so I'm pushing black mastery. Go to black mastery. Get it. Get it. Get it. 
blackmastery.com is is very important man because as 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 things like this transpire clippers all this kind of stuff man i i just i go man it's the way we think it's the way we think the bourgeoisie uh you know those kind of people you know classism racism all of this stuff and i just go man we got this collection of limiting bullshit beliefs that we buy into every day and then we wake up and complain about the experience we have but we've never challenged what we thought to be true what we thought to be natural you know we're i i just believe we're operating in a very unnatural space and it allows for this type of experience to happen amongst us so that's why I've been real big on, you know, blackmastery.com. I'm real big on uh, community empowerment, people supporting black businesses like Bobby's uh, book empire that's just getting off the ground. And I, I appreciate him coming up and sharing that information and DT and everybody. But we've got to really have like a, a spiritual cleansing of some sort in order to... Re like shed this old belief we have about ourselves and like rebirth ourselves into this world because I believe that there are a lot of opportunities there. I got to say this. Support everything that Zoe what Williams that Zoe what Zoe Williams is in is involved in. Tell at least five people to watch his shows. The T Radio V show, this show. Everybody's listening right now. Just Call five people or, or, or share on your Facebook that. or Twitter thing. Get behind this young man because he's the bridge between my generation, his generation, and his son's generation. And I don't know too many brothers around the country that has that kind of mindset. So we got to just get down with this brother, man, because he's got the energy, the youth, the looks, the talent. Let's give it up for the brother and support all that he endeavors. Damn, yeah. thank you, Bobby. Shit, that's why he's my uncle. <laughs> Nepotism. Uh, I appreciate it. We, 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 we about to wrap it up, and um, we'll be back next week with another heater. Holla at you next week. Peace. Deuce. Thank yeah. you.